0: Hello, greetings and salutations, welcome to the podcast that looks back at albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds, I'm your host Dave, how are we all, are we well, who's done what now, right let's just move on from that shall we, I should tell you something, I'm getting fed up of all the same me, movies I've been watching recently, superheroes, horror, kung fu, violence, I'm just fed up of it. Oh, hang on, sorry. Um, Seems like I'm getting a phone call or an email or something. Hang on, let me just get that. Oh, it's from friends of the podcast, Voratoni. Says here that he's got a recommendation for me. Oh, excellent. That's definitely not at all convenient and extremely hacky use for a plot of this episode. So, it looks here like the movie he's recommended is called... Efectos secundarios From 2006
1: Instrucciones para cumplir 30 Ten una pareja estable ¿Qué deberá sería imposible Enamorarse de mí? Sí No hagas nada con exceso Mantén los pies en la tierra Pero <tose> Conserva la cabeza fría ¿Ahora no me lo va a cambiar? ¿Ale? ¡Perfecto! Y sobre todo, no olvides que vivir tiene sus consecuencias ¡Idiota, lo mataste! ¡Chíblale! Equivócate ¡Ayer estaba muerto! Intenta ¡Ándate! Ah, ¡Vaya! ¡No, no, no! no loco! Deja ir. Efectos Secundarios. 15, 30. Antes, después.
0: Well, this certainly does look different. I wonder if Tony's actually got any thoughts on this.
1: Efectos Secundarios is my favorite movie of all time. It's set in a very realistic Mexico City and with very human characters, so I'll defend it forever. It teaches you life lessons and philosophies, but no, it is not a self-help movie. It's a comedy, it's a drama, it's a tragedy, and it's wholesome too. It shows that there's no fate, nothing written, and things don't have meaning. But coincidences do exist, and the meaning we give to those coincidences does too. And that's what life is all about. The problems we make up for ourselves, the projections we put on other people, how they blow up in our faces, and how it's not the end of the world when they do. We rejoice, we predict, we miss, and we make mistakes. We worry, we grieve, we mourn, and we keep on going. And in the end, nothing happens and nothing matters, but no one can take away the fun you had along the way. And that's what the movie is all about too. It's a story about friendship, it's a story about fallouts, love, heartbreak, recovery, relapsing, desperately looking for your place in the world, looking for meaning, finding it, and losing it again. It's just a story about people. And that's why I like this movie.
0: All right, that actually sounds pretty good. All right, let's do this. Let's jump into a context dump and find out some stuff. I'm going to apologize up front right now, just in case I mispronounce any names. I speak no other languages apart from English, and I can barely speak that coherently. You should hear the edits. I'm not going to lie to you, my dear listeners, I could not find a lot online about this film. From what I can tell, Efectos Secundarios is roughly translated to side effects or secondary effects. I'm not entirely sure. What I can definitively tell you is that it is written and directed by Issa Lopez. Lopez herself would later go on to write and direct the Ariel Award-winning 2017 crime fantasy horror film Tigers Are Not Afraid. From what I can tell, the Ariel Awards are comparable to the Oscars, but they just focus on Mexican cinema. Not only this, but our lead actor Marina de Tavira would later go on to star in the Academy Award-winning Roma, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. This, naturally, has piqued my interest in seeing Efectos Secundarios. Anyway, moving away from other films, this film is apparently the first Mexican film produced by a subsidiary company to a major Hollywood studio, that being Warner Brothers. The film was released on the 1st of September 2006 in Mexico, and currently has an IMDb score of 6.6 out of 10. It does not have a score on Rotten Tomatoes, But the audience rating on that site is currently 76%, which, comparatively to a lot of the other films that I have watched for this podcast, isn't half bad. I guess we're just going to need a plot synopsis now. Oh look, here's one I found earlier on imdb.com. Thanks IMDB. Four people meet again at their high school reunion with some of the same old baggage, doubts, and questions that haunted them then, and some new ones that come with being on the verge of turning 30. With a bit more understanding, well, as much as possible anyway, it is time to ask. Anyone for seconds? Okay, so rather than your standard commentary, we're going to be doing something a little bit different this time around. Because it's a subtitled film, I think every every time anything sort of happens i'm going to pause the film i'm going to do a little audio log like this i'm doing this bit on my phone so apologies if it sounds awful now i'm about 10 minutes in and i'm already digging the hell out of this i'm not gonna lie you've kind of got these really strange cutaway sequences and they've kind of got like a dreamlike quality to them they're really cool there's a There's a couple of shots where our lead character is kind of looks like she's drowning and in a pool and there's like a hand coming in to save her that's like kind of glowing and on fire. That's really cool. There's a couple of cutaway shots as well that are quite amusing with the characters still being at school and stuff like that and funny mishappenings at the moment going on in their world. So currently there's a cat shut in the fridge. Uh, I don't think they know the cat's in the fridge and I'm a little bit worried, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to report back in in a bit and hopefully things will change but yeah, so far 10 minutes in doesn't feel like 10 minutes is gone honestly, I'm digging the hell out of this I'll check back with you later So just another very quick report, <laughs> reporting in about 40 minutes into the film now Um, Yeah again, I'm really, really enjoying this. It's kind of got this dark tinge to it i say that in the way that in comparison if this was going to be made like by hollywood or it was like a hollywood rom-com it would be a lot more light and fluffy and just just think of your basic rom-com starring like i can't even think of who because god but anyway it's it's got this kind of darker tinge to it. So we've got Ignacio, whose wife or girlfriend was run over by a, a van, and now he's teamed up with our other lead character, Marina, to find this supposedly the same van. We've got, also got this subplot of her friend, Dan, who is like a contractor. He's like a... Yeah, he was like a contractor, and... Uh, He's a recovering alcoholic and drug user, and his phone has got lost to the girl who he wronged in the past. And There's a lot going on. <laughs> there's lots of subplots that are intersecting and such. Like, I'm really digging this, and this is all partly due to because of this high school reunion. Because to be fair, last time we had like a high school reunion movie, I want to say it was like American Pie, the reunion, but even though that was... I mean, that was more sex crazed and it, it kind of stuck in its lane and it was still quite light and, you know, didn't really have anything sort of dark and realistic in it. I'm really, really digging this. The visual style of this as well is on point and, and such. I'm really, really curious about um the director's horror films now, so I can kind of see where she went on from from this to to do darker stuff. But yeah, I'm digging the hell out of this. Oh. By the way, the poor cat, the, the cat did not survive <laughs> and they left it back in the fridge, which kind of makes me sad, but it, but it's okay because, yeah, it was quite amusing. I must admit, I've laughed more watching this so far than I have any kind of Hollywood comedy in the last 10, 15 years. This is really nice. I'm really, really liking this. Um, I'll check in with you again later on. So I'm about an hour 23 into it now. Um, I'm just going to speak to you while there's this really um, awkward sex scene going (laughs) on. Because I fucking hate watching sex scenes in films. I feel like this middle section towards here is kind of dragging a little bit. Not because there's nothing happening, but it seems like there's nothing really advancing the plot. I mean, there's still plot ongoing, but it seems like the same thing's over and over again. That's not necessarily a bad thing, because again, it is making me laugh, and I am enjoying it. It just feels like this is a little bit dragged out somewhat. So I can see where some of the negative reviews are coming in, and obviously me not being used to cinema from this part of the world, I can't make comparisons, unfortunately, because I'm not that well-versed in watching cinema from around the world, more specifically, this kind of cinema. But I am liking this so far. Um, I suppose I need to go back to the really awkward sex scene now, don't I? I did just pause it because it looks like something's about to happen. So, yeah, let me get back to it, and I'll probably talk to you in a bit again. Maybe? Yeah, definitely will. Okay. Okay, I've just reached the end of it. Um, what did I think of that? I Well, <laughs> I've got a lot of things spinning around in my head. The finale kind of consisted of the culminations of all these plots intersecting and all the characters coming together. Um, really interesting the way they ended it with everybody kind of coming together and basically resolving their differences because of all these miniature subplots in the films and such. That's pretty cool uh yeah and along with that the narration at the end talking kind of about turning 30 and life and saying there's no exams you're not necessarily going to get it right it's okay to do these different things that's a really positive message and considering myself having not long turned 30 it kind of really resonated with me in a way that i really did not expect um, Yeah, uh, I think I'm probably going to take it a little while just to really kind of process it and then uh, join us in a bit for a final summation. Well, there is a lot to unpack here, so I'm going to try my best, so please bear with me. First things first, did I enjoy it? Yeah, I really, really did. I wasn't sure what to expect in advance, given that I had trouble trying to glean information online about Effectos Secundarios, and even if I did, I still wouldn't have known what to expect. Given that the synopsis I read earlier gives you the impression that the film is your standard run-of-the-mill comedy, but this is anything but. It's really a story about a group of people coming to terms with life and the ups and downs it has, varying from trauma, love, grief and relationships with a couple of funny bits thrown in for good measure. While the film is entirely in Spanish, the comedy really worked considering I don't actually know a single word of it. Granted, I now know that puta means whore, but that's beside the point. Anyway, the cast really sell not only the drama beats, but the comedic timing is great. It feels like nothing has been lost in the translation, which helped me get absorbed into the story. Hell, even the physical comedy was spot on. The particular highlights being one character, Mimi, climbing into a trash can or possibly empty oil drum type thing and then said trash can thing being kicked off of a roof. This makes sense in context, I swear. And, of course, the sad passing of Pantouflas, the cat, climbing into the fridge and freezing to death. Which, you know, seems like such a cat thing to do because, you know, cat's good cat. However, while I feel that maybe the middle portion of the film does slightly drag a little, the writing overall does feel tight, engaging and relatable. As I've mentioned, the cast are great. They put in a great performance and you can tell that they're 100% invested in their characters and how they're portrayed on screen. particular mention should go to Marina de Tavera, who plays Marina, as the MVP of this feature. She brings gravitas to the role of a hopeless romantic, dreaming of a happy ending with the gorgeous Ignacio. The direction as well is on point. It doesn't feel like there's a wasted frame of film. Everything seems to matter and count. I love the particular attention to the fact that the world our characters inhabit seems to be steeped in greys and bleak colours, illustrating our characters' struggle to find a sense of meaning in the world that, just isn't interested in them the more fantastical cutaways like a dance private mind room which he explains in the film is used to help with his newfound sobriety is a really nice addition gives the viewer a peek into his mind and how his mental state is at at various points. even the use of butterflies is a clever addition I'm assuming it's a visual kind of way of showing the butterfly effect which in essence is one small change that can affect someone's life in the hugest of ways. And that's ever present in the final narration where Marina talks about how no one really knows what life is and it's imperfect and it's all a part of growing up. A kind of rites of passage, if you will. Even the flaming arm in the swimming pool looks gorgeous, and you can easily see how director Issa Lopez will transition to darker work with Tigers Are Not Afraid, and her work on the TV series True Detective. Hers is a career that I will continue to follow with interest, given the scope and potential I can see that she has with this film. As I've said before, as a newly turned 30-something myself, I felt like I had a personal investment in this film. It spoke to me on several levels that, honestly, I was not expecting. If you go into this film expecting this to be a raucous comedy in the style of a Hollywood comedy film, like American Pie or even The Hangover, you will be sorely disappointed. What this film is, is a commentary on the trials and tribulations of being a disillusioned adult in a world that is seemingly uncaring. There are some touching moments that transcend language and truly heartwarming. If you can find this film to watch, I'd highly recommend it leave your expectations at the door get comfortable and maybe check you haven't shut your cat in the fridge a huge thanks to tony for his selection of film for this week's episode he does all kinds of wonderful art and is an excellent human why don't you go give him a follow over on twitter and instagram as at voratony and commission him to do it at art for you it's rather bloody good thanks so much for listening do you agree? Disagree? Have you ever heard of this? Have you seen this film? Why don't you get in contact with us? We're over on Twitter as at podcast. We're on Facebook as well. Just search for us. You will find us. Longer rants, rambles, considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. Why don't you leave us a like, rating, and review on your podcast platform of choice, preferably five stars, because it helps us grow the podcast And we can infect more ears. Now, I'm going to apologise in advance because I haven't actually got the name of this track and I've got a feeling I won't be able to pronounce it as well, so I'm going to save myself the embarrassment. But I'm going to leave you with a track off of the soundtrack for this film, which, by the way, I didn't mention in my uh, kind of rambling earlier on, but this soundtrack is fucking amazing. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm going to leave you with a track off of that. So I just want to say thanks again. Stay safe. You got this.
1: Three months and 11 months to